0: They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. Coming to get you, Barbara.
1: This is They're Coming to Get You, and we heard you were looking for Candyman, bitch. (laughs) My name's Brent Terhune.
2: And I'm Gavin Eddings, and I knew immediately that's how we we're going to start things out. This is a very <laughs> bitch-centric season. Bitch. I
0: <laughs> bitches. What I, lis- what I
2: listen. What other bitches
0: have we had? I don't remember. How do you
2: how do you forget? Just two weeks ago, just two weeks ago, we discussed oh, a show yeah, yeah. called RoboCop. Bitches leave. Bitches leave. How soon you forget? I listen to that one. Uh, I listen to our podcast sometimes just to see, just you know, for the laughs. Kinda, how good I edit if I am you down you, on the other how, end. How good you edit and just just to see, like, just to re- relive the good times. Because mm-hmm. when, when you and I are in the zone, like, sometimes we, we, we can't enjoy it, what we're giving to these fine people mm-hmm. every week. But that RoboCop episode, that was pretty good. That was a, that was a good one. I really wish we
1: could have uh, the dad from that 70s show walk into that bathroom in Candyman and he could say, Bitches leave.
2: <laughs> but who wins in a who wins in, in a talk off? The guy who's candyman who says, Here you're looking for candyman, bitch <laughs> or bitches leave. It'd be like when Cell fights Goku on Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm. and they both do 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 the Kamehameha, it's like, oh, God, they're both so
1: powerful. It's I can't even decide. And uh, what, so far, I think we've managed to fit a Dragon Ball Z reference in <laughs> two minutes into the show. This, this I've been trying be, for a while.
2: Yeah. I've been trying for a hot minute.
1: Uh, well, we're talking about uh, Candyman, the OG
2: version. What is it from 1992, Gavin? 1992, and this is that sweet spot between post 80 slashers and pre-Scream meta-horror in mm-hmm. 1996. And Candyman, a lot of people are going to say, well, this is just a dumb slasher. There's not much depth to it. He's just a guy with a hook hand who kills people. And the later movies, the sequels, do uh, do very much dumb it down. Um, and then they they kind of took it back to its roots in the 2021 version that was mm-hmm. produced by uh, Jordan Peele. Yep. This movie was... Not a super pleasant experience. It is a, it's not as maybe dark as Midsummer Mm -hmm. or something like that, but this has a lot of like underlying themes of racism Mm -hmm. and growing up in the projects and being framed for murders. You did not commit by a hook handed B man.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I can relate to at least one of those uh, as a man growing up in the projects. (laughs) Uh, I can't. I cannot relate at all. Uh, And I I was reading, prepping for this show, and uh, the director, uh, what's his name? It's not Bernard, because I was watching uh, stuff with Helen, the actress. It's uh, Bernard, or Bernard is what she was calling him. But it Mm -hmm. looks like Bernard. Either way, Mr. Rose. He's saying that uh, Candyman is very much like a Dracula figure. And when I read that, it kind of puts this character in into perspective, because this is like a, a, I don't know, it's not elevated horror, because I don't even know what that is, and we talked about it on The Scream 6, but this is like horror, but a love story with a great score. There's a lot more than just slasher to this movie.
2: Oh, absolutely. This is a very sexy horror movie. It's mm-hmm. very, there's a very romantic- Gothic, very romantic, very, the sexual tension between Helen and the Candyman mm-hmm. is pretty palpable. Like it's pretty hot. And I, I heard that the director actually had Virginia Madsen who plays Helen Lyle and Tony Todd who plays the Candyman he had them take ballroom dancing lessons together so that they would be like kind of acquainted so there'd be that kind of underlying romance between the two and it definitely comes through cuz i was like oh they got fuck this is like the
1: like this movie is you know ballroom dancing a little bit like mm-hmm. it's elegant there's no like with, you know, I would hope one day that we do Sleepaway Camp on this show. Gavin. Yes, let's do it. But no, nobody's ever called that movie or even Halloween, uh, you know, these the slasher genre. Nobody's like, man, this is such an elegant. This is almost like when people will talk about Jaws, but they don't talk about it in horror terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's This is almost up there with Jaws where it's like, yes, it's horror, but it's a little more than horror, I would say.
2: Yeah, it's it's not quite elevated horror yet, but it has the, it has like some seedlings of elevated horror. It yeah. also has a little bit of that folk horror yep. that we talked about with Midsummer and The Wicker Man because. Uh, Candyman is such, like, an, he's an urban legend. Mm-hmm. And the story of the Candyman uh, came from a book or short story by Clive Barker, who wrote one of your favorite things of all time, yes. of course, Hellraiser. Yep. Which you, which you Brent very... you wept. <laughs> <laughs> I love going back to that, and I love your response every time. But this is a very Clive Barker b- romantic, sexual undertones... You've got the forbidden love story of the candy man himself. Mm-hmm. He gets killed basically because he falls in love with a white woman. Mm-hmm. And it's Can't like. Can't be doing wrote, that. Can't be doing that. Nope, not allowed. Not allowed mm-hmm. at all. Of course, we support that here. I don't want to. Hey, don't, don't
1: speak get... for me. Don't speak <laughs> for me.
2: I don't want to get too political here, but you know what? If you're a black man and you want to marry a white woman, I say go for it.
1: If you're our friend, Dwight Simmons, by all means. <laughs> Mary, what? that's a joke for just you and me. <laughs> that's a joke for just
2: Dwight Simmons. Be like, I saw you, I saw you on House Hunters, and I was disgusted. I was like, that black man, that white woman, they're gonna buy a house together. Yeah. Oh my God, my grandfather's so mad right now.
1: Now, like that, what a like you know, back in the day, taboo. Even like, and I the story from what I read because I didn't read the short story had to do more with class. You know, it's it's. uh Not Romeo and Juliet type stuff, because I think they were the same class, but it's like rich and poor. But then when the director, you know, put his twist on it, it was in Chicago and it's a it's also a black and white race type thing. But, yeah, it's it's so odd to think that even, you know, this came out in ninety two. And I'm it's like, oh, a black man with a white woman. And even today, you'll just hear somebody make a comment. And you're like, why do you care, dude? Like, yeah, how is that a a thing that you even can be concerned? I wish I had enough time to care about who married who, you know?
2: I think the governor, I think the governor here in Indiana, is it Mike Braun? uh, No, he's a senator. He's a senator. I think here in Indiana, I'm like, you also live here. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he also recently, like as recently as like six months ago, was like, maybe we could repeal interracial marriage. And you're like, why? Yeah.
1: Well, even Mitch McConnell uh, was vouching to not have interracial marriage. And guess what he's in, Gavin? An (laughs) interracial marriage.
2: He's like, well, you know what, though? If you're trying to get out and you need an excuse to divorce your, <laughs> your, your wife of a different race, be like, sorry, honey, I just outlawed it. I would love to stay with okay. you, but the I'm law s- is the law.
0: I'm sorry, Loretta. <laughs> ribbit, <Robert>, ribbit. <Robert. laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, then like... He, w- then he jumps back into on a lily pad and he's like, the the, the swamp needs me. <laughs> he, he
1: spits his venom in her face
2: like he's Tajiri from... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> WWE.
2: <laughs> oh Jesus Christ!
1: But yeah, this like this movie is I think a little more than than horror. It's it's saying a little bit more. But uh I, you know, you you said you had thoughts on it, so why don't you g- give me those thoughts?
2: It'd be weird if I didn't. I'm like, nope, no thoughts. Podcast I'd rather not. <laughs> I played no, the fifth. Um, real quick, though, I do want to say that I've met Tony Todd at a convention, and mm-hmm. I actually reached out to him on Twitter, and I have a special treat for all of you. Um, Tony Todd's not on this podcast. <laughs> all right, Bring him
1: in. I was like, going to say, I'm running the Zoom meeting, so this is news to me.
2: <laughs> but instead, what I'll do is I'll show you the action figure he signed for me. There you go, everybody. Can you see it? There you go. Uh, but no, Tony Todd was an absolute gentleman. We talked about Shakespeare and stuff. It, it was great. He was a super cool guy. Well, uh,
1: in interviews, when I listen to him like that, of course, I listened for Candyman and he's in um, Hatchet 2, that that series.
2: Yeah. But like this. Final destination.
1: Yeah. From what I've gathered about Tony Todd is this this guy's like a a working actor. He's like, yeah, I'm an actor. I do Candyman and all that stuff. But he's trying to work every week doing stuff, which I can respect. This guy's like really just an actor. And this was a role that he fought for as, as far as I know. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just a, a working actor. I can respect that for sure.
2: I think they wanted somebody. I was it Eddie Murphy. I, I was gonna say they wanted Eddie Murphy, but Eddie Murphy was too short. Heard you're looking and for I, Candyman, bitch. <laughs> you ever be walking down the street and uh-huh. you be like, <laughs> it's it's Candyman, but in the clump suit. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Hoke- you How many times <laughs> Hoke- is Candyman gonna fart?
2: And why is Eddie Murphy
1: <laughs> playing Helen? And uh, <laughs>
2: And Bernadette, Jake the kid, <laughs> little boy Jake, be like, you can't go in there. Yeah,
1: they they were saying that Eddie Murphy was supposed to play uh, Candyman or rumored to play Candyman, and it's not really sure why he didn't. But uh, people have speculated that he was too short. He's only five nine, so he's as tall as me or as short as me when uh, Tony Todd is six foot uh, five.
2: Yeah, I when I stood next to Tony Todd, he was almost at my. He was a little bit taller than me because I'm six four, so he was six five. But I was like, "Damn, this man is a tall guy."
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Todd, and then uh, what, what's the the black guy from Dawn of the Dead? Not Ken Forey Yes, is also super tall too because I saw them both at the same convention. Um, And then also, the other stuff that I read uh, was rumored to play Helen. First off was the director's wife, but then she ended up getting pregnant, which, whose fault was that? The director. So, uh, but uh, who was also rumored to play uh, Helen was uh, Sandra Bullock. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was on the uh, DVD commentary from producer... Uh, Alan Poole so and that was she hadn't really done much up until then so
2: so if we don't want the director to put his wife in a movie they just Mm -hmm. need to get pregnant right
1: she's uh she's backstage like she is just the worst (laughs) she but I I it's like Lucy and uh Desi (laughs) Rick uh like Lucy always wants to be in the show and Ricky doesn't want her to Beyond the show, so he just knocks up Lucy so she can't do the show anymore.
2: What I'm saying is we need to get Sherry Moon Zombie pregnant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't mind her poopy pants.
2: <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Listen, I like this low-hanging fruit, okay? Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, so Candyman is a, I liked it. It was kind of a hard watch for me. I remember watching Candyman for the first time, probably around the time I got really into horror, probably about... 15 years ago-ish. I mm-hmm. remember watching Candyman for the first time and not really knowing what to expect. Like, uh, we've talked about action figures on this show before. Uh, the Candyman movie maniac figure. You, can, you yeah. kind of always knew the story of Candyman. You say his name five times into a mirror, and then and he shows up he's got a hook hand. And this tale of Candyman actually combines two very popular urban legends it combines the bloody mary urban legend where mm-hmm. you say bloody mary into a mirror and then like she comes out and like
0: Blue. does what a yeah. bloody mary yeah.
2: and then uh also the, the the hook hand man who's like an escape mental patient who goes on lover's lane and they're like we gotta leave i think i heard something outside they're like fine babe and then the lovers drive off and then when they get back to her house there's a bloody hook on the door handle
1: no, I would say about the whole any and Lover's Lane type deal or any horror movie. Nobody's more deaf than a man with the boner. Because <laughs> she's always like, I heard something. He's like, it was nothing, babe. I didn't hear nothing. Like,
2: <laughs> I didn't hear nothing because I'm trying to do some nothing. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right.
1: And not even run. I'll take you home, babe. I
2: just wanna, uh, uh, these seats recline. I, I got a refractory period. I got to <laughs> recover from. <laughs>
1: But yeah, like yeah, nobody's more deft than a guy about to get laid or trying to get laid. There could be like a guy on the hood with the chainsaw,
2: and he's like, "I don't hear nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't hear nothing right now. Just, <laughs> uh, just, just. I didn't take it out for air." Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, so, a couple things right off the bat that I am uh, noticing about this film: what are the rules for Candyman? Mm-hmm. They, I am a little unsure of them because in the beginning, you've got uh, you've got the story of the girl and the guy played by Ted Raimi. Yep. Of course, Sam Raimi's brother, good character actor, Evil Dead, uh alumni, all that fun stuff. I don't know why if this man's about to get laid for the first time and why this woman's about to give it up to him. Mm-hmm. Why are they doing candyman foreplay? That seems like a bad time to be like, I heard about the candyman. You wanna you wanna maybe Tempt the ghost of of a hook hand man before we try to to try before we try to bone down. I think it's you know it's
1: just a thing that you do. I don't know that they, those people were teenagers, but it's just a dumb thing young people do. Is you you play games like that, you know where you you say stuff into the mirror when the lights are off or wh- whatever your dumb friends dared you to do. It's just I think people do that, and then also clearly she liked the bad boy
0: because it's Ted Raimi. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Ted Ted Raimi is not a teenager. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he's like, hey, what's going on? You got that geometry homework? Oh, uh, my bike wouldn't start, babe. I guess I gotta <laughs> stay the night. <laughs> my skateboard wheel came off because I'm only sixteen. <laughs> my skateboard wouldn't start. Guess I gotta stay
2: the night. <laughs> oh, so he says Candyman four times, and then she says it one more time. Yeah. So I guess you can combine your Candyman sayings, and then he'll still show up.
1: Well, then we get Helen who says it five times, but Bernadette doesn't say it. Uh, yeah, she
2: stops at four.
1: Yeah. But it, is, are you getting uh, like the refractory Candyman Oh yeah, uh, By the we- way, we keep saying Handyman uh, into this computer, <laughs> which is technically a mirror because I can see myself. So if I just uh, stop talking
2: mid.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I- <laughs> I think you just said handyman instead. Of I did handyman. say handyman. Yeah. <laughs> Why I, are you saying it was a? Yeah, we're I, saying handyman. We're like, I got a sink that needs fixing. Handyman. Handyman. Gonna
0: say, this toilet is still clogged. So. <laughs> Handyman handyman, 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 <laughs> handyman, <All>
2: handyman. <laughs> right. All right,
0: where's the shitter? R. Tim <laughs> Allen shows up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was not expecting this to take a Tim Allen turn. So far it could for be those of you Yeah. It could be Super
1: who... from PJs. You remember that show?
2: <laughs> Played by Eddie Murphy. Bam. Boom. There you go. And I think the PJs in that show was Cabrini Green. And the uh, projects. What a weird time that they made a claymation show about the projects.
1: Yeah, it's I used to watch it, and then I think like after the first season, Eddie Murphy's like, I'm not voicing this anymore. <laughs> Get somebody else to do it. I'm going to go voice a donkey.
2: <laughs> for those of you keeping track at home for all the cultural references that have been made so far mm-hmm. up to this, uh, we are currently... Uh, we are 17 minutes into this podcast. We've talked about Dragon Ball Z. re referenced to Jerry. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I well, love, I love Lucy, Lucy. <laughs> the the PJs, and and a, and Tim Allen from Home Improvement. We're going for an all timer, guys. No kind of civil conversation, just none, but pop culture references and nostalgia. Because mm-hmm. I remember, I remember. <laughs>
1: Uh but yeah the the from the jump we get we get that scene with the the kids the the lovers and we we're talking about the rules but f- just from the beginning of the movie you can't not hear this score which it's is a good score. Right. It's like it's on the level of John Carpenter in Halloween. It, and like it's weird because John Carpenter is like he does like eight things but music is one of them, and this was, you know, the score was by uh, Philip Glass, who apparently uh, wasn't really happy with the movie because was, uh, he was—he thought it was some kind of slasher trash. But he's like, Ooh. "I like it now because I'm still getting checks for it." So,
2: oh yeah, which is very John
1: Carpenter to say. So. Yeah,
2: John Carpenter's famous quote: "I don't mm-hmm. care how the new Halloweens are. Every time they make a new one, I hold my hand out and a check mm-hmm. appears."
1: He probably said that about Candyman, too. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Just give me a check.
2: (laughs) John Carpenter gets a check for anything horror. (laughs) Uh, A big thing about Candyman, though, is that uh, the titular Candyman Mm -hmm. does not show up for 45 minutes. You don't see Tony Todd for 45 minutes. That's what I was thinking, because the first time I watched this
1: movie, I didn't really know much about it. And I felt like the movie was kind of a slog. But the, I've watched it since then a couple times, and I like it much better. And I was thinking last night, like this, not a lot happens in this movie till about the last 30 minutes. But, and
2: then it gets crazy.
1: Yeah, and it's like even with – he's almost like Tony Todd is very much uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins in uh, Silence of the Lambs. He's not in the movie a lot, but when he's in the movie, he is in the movie.
2: Yeah, and this and the Anthony Hopkins comparison and the Hannibal comparison is very apt because in the in the sequels they put Candyman in it so much where he's just mm-hmm. always there. I've seen the first one, I've seen the second one, I saw the one that came out in twenty twenty one. I never saw the third one, which I which allegedly is like the worst Skip. one. It's bad. It was like a sci-fi original movie, I think. They did it just for sci-fi.
1: Yeah, it had a uh, one of the ladies from Baywatch, and she's a former uh, Playboy playmate, and then she dated some kind of rock star, because I was watching it, and I was like, I got to find out who this lady is, because <laughs> she ain't <Auga>. an actor.
0: <laughs>
1: now, I would, say, I would say skip that one.
2: Yeah, but in this one he's very he's omnipresent without being there. Mm -hmm. And when he does finally show up in that parking garage with his "Be My Victim," I was like, "Oh oh shit, Daddy!" Okay, okay, Gavin.
1: Oh, oh, okay. What a great a great first appearance because you see him far away. You don't really see his face. It's a great shot where it's like the sun makes it's just kind of silhouetted. Um. And he's in no rush. It's very, now that i read it, it's very Dracula-like. And he hypnotizes her, which they kind of clarified in uh, in some of the extras on the DVD, which are on YouTube now. But Helen, the character, uh, I can't remember her name now, but uh, she was uh, really hypnotized. They took her to a hypnotist, and she was like uh, Virginia Madsen. She's like, I'll never do that for another movie. But it's like, she really was hypnotized. In those scenes,
2: yeah, I don't think I would. I don't know how I feel about hypnosis or if I believe it's real or mm-hmm. if people are just playing along. I know that there's a lot of comedy magicians mm-hmm. and comedy hypnosis. I know there was one named Raven who was like a big one mm-hmm. growing up uh, for for me. I never saw him, but he was always at like the Evansville Funny Bone. Like, oh, it's Raven, and he's gonna make women orgasm with his hypnosis. And you're like, I don't think we're allowed to do that anymore. I want
1: to see my aunt. <laughs> have an orgasm on stage in front of 180 people
2: listen i thought i was good at crowd work but but let me tell you
1: <laughs> thanks for coming <laughs> uh i did uh and i i don't know that i've told th- this story on this podcast I, i've i told it on the field trip but i uh weird is that
2: the field trip with brentier hewn is yeah, that another podcast it's That you one, do? the
1: one you were on a lot uh <laughs> But, uh, I got hired weird comedy job. I got hired to help with a workshop for a hypnotist, and he was helping people that were learning hypnosis to write their shows to then become the next raven, as you put it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he brought in some comedians to like help punch up their their act or get get their kind of angle down of who they're gonna be on stage. And that was like a four or five day thing. So we saw the guy's show like the first night and then watching him hypnotize people the rest of the week. And I, I, you know, people would say it's bullshit, but I think you can be hypnotized uh, because I saw it happen. I just, I don't know how you could go from town to town and find enough uh, actors on Craigslist to then (laughs) pretend to be hypnotized. That seems like a lot of work, you
2: know? I think so, too. I've had to open for a couple hypnotists, and I say that like, I had to fucking open for these hypnotists. Mm -hmm. But I opened for a couple, and there were a few times when I was just like, I'd go up, I'd do my act, and it was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is how I like, like to describe my mm-hmm. comedy. It was it's fine, fine. yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Uh-huh. Then they'd go up and they'd start trying to hypnotize the room and like try to find people who are doing. And there was one time where I did kind of feel myself like s- like slipping into it, mm-hmm. and I was like, No, no, yeah, get out of it, get out of it, because I'm about to like stick an eggplant up my butt
0: or something. I don't know what I don't know what'll have me yeah. do. You might turn into a chicken if I say
1: banana. I told you, dear listener.
2: All right, come out of it. in Three, two, one. So, Candyman, what we we're talking about was, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, yeah, I like that. I like that every comedian's rite of passage is like, have you opened for a hypnotist who's making way more money than you, dude? They, this guy was at his house, and uh, yep,
1: I should switch careers. Apparently, <laughs> but yeah, that that whole Dracula hypnotizing like, really casting a love spell on her, and it's that infatuation. And I love the the whole backstory of, you know, he was a son of a slave, or, you know, at least a... I don't remember. It was a black guy, kind of a, the higher-up in society, an artist, falls in love with a white woman, she gets knocked up, and then, you know, d- daddy ain't too happy about it. So that, like, what a, a torture to, like, cut his hand off but then rub some honey on him and let the bees kill him you know what a like a weird
2: it's torture. a weird very yeah. specific way not only to kill him but to then put a hook on his hand mm-hmm. and the makeup effects for this this has the same makeup uh effects designer from uh, um hellraiser uh, oh god <laughs> but it, the the effects are good at, and they everything like what scares me about him and what's so very gross about the hook hand Is that it's always still wet. It's still, it's still like oozing blood. It's still, it has not healed. Even in the afterlife, it's very like chunky Mm -hmm. and very gross. And some of these kills, which we'll get to, the way that they're done are so much more painful because it is a hook, which is a piercing object, not a slashing object. Mm-hmm. If it's a DD and d weapon, it does piercing damage, not slashing damage. Of course. Who could forget that? So when he's, like, getting people and getting them and cutting them from groin to gullet, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, it, it's, like, piercing you, but then it's not really cutting. It's just, like, dragging and just, like, the sheer force just cutting you so it's not, like, a clean cut. It's very awful. And, and it,
1: it's not like a pirate hook either where, like, the hook is – you could slash with that hook. But this is like, been in. So it's like he's got to really
2: get you. He's It's gotta. like
1: he's almost going to drag you off stage with
0: this hook, you know?
2: <laughs> yes, uh, that is actually – a lot of people think that when you're getting hooked off stage, they think, like, when the Muppets do it. It's actually when Candyman does mm-hmm. it. Oh, he's choking up there. Give him the hook. Not Be the my bees. <laughs> Not the bees. Uh, but the the whole story of this movie is Helen Lyle and her friend Bernadette are doing a thesis paper on like urban folklore in the Cabrini Green uh, mm-hmm. projects of Chicago. It's very rundown. Very. Uh, it's, it's a rough part of uh, – it's like in a rough neighborhood in Chicago. They're trying to figure out like what's Legend of the Candyman because they've heard of like some murders. Um, and you, you hear the whispers, and that's what's so fun about this movie. And I and I say fun very loosely because this is a very dark movie. It's mm-hmm. not – there's not – There there's zero humor in it whatsoever. There is like no real moments of levity. It's just dread. And then once you get past that 45-minute mark when Candyman really starts messing with L- Helen's life, it is just, it's kind of a hard watch because Candyman is ruining this woman's life.
1: It's, it's very, it's not even, I was, I don't know if I would say gaslighting, but it's like stuff is happening and it's being put on her when mm-hmm. we, uh, we, the audience know that it, this is not her, but what it, what are you going to do when you kill, what, two people? Yeah. And then, then the, the husband, Trevor, this pretentious cuck, uh, <laughs> Just uh, so much pretentiousness is if that's the word in this movie oh, yeah, and like he's he's got a side piece and like mm-hmm. she's been gone for like a month and he's like, all right, let me move this broad in
2: yeah like, um that is a uh, amazing character actor Xander Berkeley who plays Trevor. You've probably seen him in a lot of things. He was the foster dad in Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. He was the he was on the Series 24 for a minute. He was one of the characters on The Walking Dead, who was also a shithead uh, for a long time. Xander Berkeley is everywhere, and here he plays a shithead as per usual. Mm-hmm. Trevor's not a good dude. He's cheating with his students. He's got that, like, professor thing, like... Oh, my students find me so charming. We're talking about the urban legends this time. Oh, okay. I guess Claire is gonna stay after or no no n- not not Claire. Whatever her name is. I can't remember what the Stacy. I think her name's Stacy maybe. Whatever. She's
1: my T A, or as I like to call her my T and A.
2: Oh, my teacher and assistant? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they they paint the walls together and then uh Helen gets all vengeful. But there's a couple scenes where Helen and Bernadette go to, to the uh, projects to really investigate and see what's going on. You've got that amazing shots. Uh, You've got the, those amazing shots of the, of the graffiti mm-hmm. and the whole uh, sweets to the sweet, which is a thing from, I believe, Hamlet. It, it's a Shakespeare. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a Shakespeare thing. Uh, but in this, I think it means drugs. I think that uh, sweets to the sweets in this uh, connotation might mean drugs. But that's just me. That's just me. Uh, I hope thou sh- uh, shouldest have been
1: my Hamlet's wife. I thought thy bride bed to have decked sweet maid and not have stewed thy grave. That's what comes up when I type it in
2: on ah. Google. Sweet so to I...
1: sweet farewell.
2: Yeah. So I said Hamlet, right? Did I say uh, Hamlet? You
1: said Shakespeare, at least.
2: Yeah, I think I said Hamlet. I can't remember. They're, they're all kind of the same. They all kind of run together. I don't understand Shakespeare anyway. I can't read Old English. So. Uh, all, I, all I know is that every summer, everybody wants to do Shakespeare in the park mm-hmm. because all of Shakespeare's stuff is free. It's all public domain. Oh, yeah. So they're like, we well, the theater company doesn't have a uh, money to do Cats this year, so we're gonna do a Midsummer's Night Dream in a park in the bad part of town with the finest actors that had nothing better to do on this weekend.
1: My uh, my great 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 grandma used to do Shakespeare in the park, and and I don't mean acting. <laughs>
0: Oh my now, god! Nowadays, you dress, a man dressing up as a woman—that'll get
2: you banned. I know. Could you imagine Shakespeare in the park in Tennessee? Be like, oh no! How dare you? Now let's d-
1: bring let's bring an AR-15 in here. That'll be fine. <laughs> uh,
2: to be or not to be—that is the question. Uh, uh, two ways,
1: more like it. <laughs> um, and they go Second to
2: the. Amount. They go. To, they go to, they go to, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you want to do our sponsorship read? Today's episode brought to you by the NRA, the National Rifle Association. <laughs> do you want to be part of the problem? The NRA has a weapon for you. <laughs> but go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Helen and Bernadette they go to Cabrini Green to investigate because they're wanting to learn some stories about mm-hmm. it. Um, immediately, like the the gangs that hang out in the projects are like five o these. This white lady a cop, Mm -hmm. 5-0, 5-0. And this was my favorite episode of The Wire. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Omar was there. Yeah. Uh, One thing I also noticed about this, Helen and Bernadette, everybody is smoking in this movie a lot.
1: I wrote that in my notes. This movie should just be called Never Not Smoking. (laughs) Because I get that like, even in the 90s there was smoking. And nowadays you'll still see smoking in movies. But it's like... I just at that fancy restaurant they were in, I'm like, how did everything... I'm sure everything in the 90s just smelled like shit, and I didn't
2: even notice. I, rem- I remember that scene where they're in like the library, like and they're like, oh, yeah, just... Mm-hmm. I, gotta, I gotta take an edge off of all this learning. Like, you are in a library.
1: Yeah. But back in the day, man, there was mandatory smoking.
2: Yeah. Do you remember smoking sections? Oh, yeah. You were smoking or non-smoking? Like, non-smoking. You're like, well... You know the smoke from that section of this Hardee's is gonna like come over here, right? So it's all it's all yeah. kind of the smoking section. It's all smoking. Section. It's just to what extent.
1: You can't <laughs> so you can't smoke in here, right here, but you can smoke over there, so
2: <laughs> Oh god. But yeah, now I think I don't think you can smoke a lot of places anymore. I think Indiana has like a smoking ban inside a lot of places, except for that's like bars, a, that's maybe.
1: That's how I know I'm in like a real small town, one that, that you could still smoke in the bars. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and that's that. Like that's how when I'm in those types of towns, or if I was in Cabrini Green, it's uh, you get the vibe that these two women go in there, and they you could just tell that. You ever been in a in part of town that you're like, I probably shouldn't be here. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that's oh, yeah. not even a race thing. It's like I've I've been in parts of town where I like this, this is not where I should be. But then I've also been on the road, and it's like one of those real small white trash towns and i i don't mean to say white trash but what other word would i use and, and it's just like I, this is a true crime podcast waiting to happen i could just disappear <laughs> and nobody would know you this t- this town can tell i'm not
0: from here you know
2: yeah it's, they're like that, you you talk real funny i've heard that you voted before
0: 50 <laughs> 50 narc
2: which we narc. back we
0: we back the blue in this town
2: <laughs> I've seen those car videos you make on the twitter you think it's real funny don't you how you're all satirical
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they're, they're in Cabrini Green and they're getting a guff right off the bat and i got man i would not want to live in this place when they go in that lady's apartment i'm like this ain't half bad
2: yeah right it's like uh, walking it up to the place you know yeah han marie mccoy played by vanessa williams um she like the outside says like sweets to the sweet and has like a giant candy man mouth on the door but once you go in you're like this is some nice ikea shit this yeah a- <laughs> yeah
1: it's just getting up to the eighth floor yeah. you know i'm it's like that's a place where if i saw a human shit on the steps i'd be like yeah, that is probably about right for here you know like
2: yeah, I don't want to make fun of anything. I just got back from Washington, D.C. for a friend's bachelor party. And I, I am very sheltered in my little small city of Evansville, Indiana, where we have, like, homeless people. And it's mm-hmm. very sad. But then when you get to, like, a big city, you're like, oh, there's just somebody who's, like, sleeping on the metro. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, this is what they're doing today. And it's just like, oh, this is very sad. So, yeah, w- when you're in those parts of town where it's, like, either very homeless or very, like, poor, it's like, man, I don't. I feel bad and I can't really do anything to help but also I kind of feel like I need to get out of here before I get stabbed
1: yeah and that, like that, that's what they're in is the, the the high rise and and she also makes the point of her apartment that she lives in now was also um projects too and it's the yeah. same type there's that thing of she pops out her medicine cabinet and you can push in the other medicine cabinet which was not in the Clive Barker story, but it was like a, a real killer was doing that in Chicago, I think it was.
2: Yeah, that was not made up for a horror movie, according to like the, the trivia on IMDb. That, that was a real thing. Like You could just do that. That is awful. I would hate to find that out. There's like, oh, there's just a passageway from my house or apartment into somebody else's apartment? Mm-hmm. I do not love that.
1: Yeah, it's bad enough that the landlord's got a key, and he could just do a check anytime he wants you know can just
2: come in and suck on your toes yeah well uh, come on in friend uh, <laughs> you don't even got a knock you know yeah. what i don't set my alarm i just let up my landlord come suck on my little piggies
1: but it, it's like it's that it, you get that class thing of oh they've gentrified this high rise and now and you know these apartments are three grand a month and over there those are free if you're on the right government program that you is, you know that, you get the, yeah. the the contrast and i think can't she see that project from her apartment
2: yeah are they yeah are they she can either see it from her apartment or it's like on the other side but she definitely said like they, they paint over like the concrete barriers and turn it into condos mm-hmm. where where she like has this beautiful view but she gentrified a building basically and that still happens all the time like here in my city they're was a part that we now call, like, the Arts District. And most of my life, it was known for being, like, the poor part of town mm-hmm. and where, like, the sex workers would hang around the fountain. And now it's like, oh, every young person wants to live there. And there's nothing wrong with, like, turning a bad part of town to a nice part of town. But when you do that, you price people out of the area. And that's not and that's not great either.
1: No. But they're in uh, – the. she's taking all these pictures – scary ass mural of candy man's mouth
2: on the, that's
1: kind of just <laughs> ominous.
2: I don't like that. I don't like going, we're talking about being in, in cities and stuff. I don't like going anywhere where there is active graffiti that is mm-hmm. not like oh this is a banksy mural or this is we hired a local artiste to yeah. paint these wings on a on a wall in an alley so you can take an instagram photo mm-hmm. this is like suck my dick favo like f j b
0: that that's mostly
1: like every truck stop bathroom as i love to just read the graffiti cuz you know, the most intelligent thoughts are written on the side of a bathroom wall, but yeah, where there's like active graffiti and you're like, I don't know, man. I, I think whatever that gang right there says, I can't read the font, but I should probably not be around.
2: Yeah. When she goes into that one bathroom and it just says, let's go, Brandon, I was like, you, you need to leave. You can't, you gotta go.
0: It's I got an info war sticker. <laughs>
2: But there is that where she's talking to Vanessa Williams and Marie McCoy about a lot of these people. Not everybody's bad. They're trying to get by. Mm-hmm. She has her um, her son, Anthony. which Anthony, which will come into play later in the series. Yep. And it was good to go back and watch this after seeing the 2021 Candyman. Because I didn't re-watch this before I went to see the new one two mm-hmm. years ago. And I was like, oh, it, it was all set up. It, it, it does all tie together very, very nicely. Uh, but Vanessa Williams does a great job. Amory McCoy. just We're just trying to get by. Everything's good. And then uh, she meets a little boy named Jake who kind of says, like, here's the story of Candyman. He kills this person. He also took a dude's dick off in a bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gives a great speech, like that monologue he gives about the, the dick hooking, mm-hmm. he, and he's like, Did, didn't kill him, so he just pulled it off, dumped it in the toilet. You can't fix that. <laughs> I was like, God damn. Yeah.
1: And it, like, that that kid's a great actor, and that also, you know, one of the recommends I'm going to say at the end of this is to watch the new Candyman, the 2021 or whatever year it was, mm-hmm. and it's the, the lore of Candyman. Now... Everybody has their version of Candyman. This particular high-rise and project has its version of Candyman, and that's what he, the character, is trying to do: is keep his lore alive, because he's got to spread the message for, for him to be called into existence. You
2: know. So would he be most likely to be compared to, or closely resemble, rather? Does he most closely resemble Freddy Krueger in that regard?
1: A little, probably, yeah, a little bit, where it's that uh, you got to be aware of, if people stop talking about him, then he kind of goes away, you know?
2: Yeah, and then you have these people who are pretending to be Candyman, mm-hmm. uh, and that's where it comes into play, that that famous line that <laughs> is not just said once, but I remember the first time I watched this movie, I distinctly remember hearing the line, I hear you looking for Candyman, bitch, and then... <laughs> Um, they beat the shit out of Helen. Like he hits her with a hook. Like oh, that yeah. that's awful. Black blacks her eye, be, really beats Chevro with with some other people. And then it cuts to the police station where they make everybody step forward and say the line, I hear you're looking for candy man, bitch.
1: And <laughs> I like love three, when they go ahead, sorry.
2: No, no, go ahead. When
1: they make somebody do it in a lineup, it doesn't have the same oomph as I know. like it's not I heard you were looking for candyman, bitch. It's like somebody walks forward is like Heard you were looking for Candyman, bitch. Like, they're not putting the twist on it.
2: Um, excuse me, but I heard you were inquiring about Candyman, winch. Please like... just
0: read the line,
2: sir. Oh, yeah, well, I hear you're looking for Candyman, bitch. That's it. Uh, it Uh It's a very, I think it's probably the most famous line from this, other than, like, be my victim and mm-hmm. the spooky stuff Candyman said. It's just, it's so, it's so weird and, like, so very much in character for the Candyman copycat.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, we get the, the, what Helen says, I think, is like, at least two people were killed in that high rise, black people, one of them, uh, the lady named Ruthie Jean, who I think is like a, a real thing that happened in Chicago. I think, I don't mm-hmm. remember the actual, maybe it was Ruthie Jean, a real killing, but it's like it, it took a white woman to be assaulted for anybody to give a shit.
2: Yeah, and you can tell this movie definitely does what gives us this lore and stuff because at one point Helen is looking through microfiche, mm-hmm. uh, looking through, and you're like, oh, she's very serious about her work.
1: That's true. You know when anybody's breaking that out in the library. <laughs>
2: yeah, but yeah, it, it is. It's a. This is a very poignant social commentary that still applies to today, and that's what the 2021 version kind of did too. Is like, well, we're 20 years later now. How have things changed? Oh, not really. Mm-hmm. They're still pretty shitty for people of color who are just trying to get by and not get shot and like brutalized for no reason. So that's where the elevated horror and then and, and the political social commentary kind of comes into play before Scream would like be like, here's, here's a spooky horror movie thing. And then they're mm-hmm. like, well, we got to make Candyman silly now. More <laughs> kills.
1: It's uh, and I do love that when that one came out, be, uh, people are like, "Well, it's just woke." Did you see the <laughs> first one? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, like,
2: man, I'm so tired of woke horror. Oh, I see that they made the white man the bad guy in this. <laughs> I like. It's I don't I don't think the white man is the bad guy. I think the oppression is the bad guy. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Also, I think Whitey
0: it- was the bad guy. I'll say it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't say- <laughs>
1: But yeah, you, 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 right. Yeah. For a movie that's packed with social commentary, then the sequel comes out and everybody suddenly hates the thing about social commentary.
2: It'd be like, if suddenly anybody who loved Friday, the third 13th was like, man, this series has gotten too woke with how many titties they're showing. (laughs) Why we got to see so many titties. It's like, have you, have you seen any of the previous 12 of them? They've, They've been omniboo present. <laughs> I just wish
1: Rage Against the Machine would stop being so political.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> that Tom Morello can play guitar, but I hate it when he gets political. <laughs> okay. But, yeah,
1: it's like it took the white woman to get to, to get her ass kicked for the cops to even show up.
2: Uh, and, and, and that's where everything goes wrong. Yeah.
1: Well, it's also, I'm like, man, you just, why don't you just leave this alone? A lot of horror is people snooping where they shouldn't be snooping.
2: You don't have to go to Cabrini Green to do some research. Just, uh, just, just get some binoculars. Be like, yeah, there's some creepy graffiti. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe go to where Anne Marie McCoy works and talk to her while while she's working at the diner. You don't have to go to her home where uh, hook handed men will punch you in the face and say they're looking for Candyman. You you don't have to go there. You don't have to go there.
1: Also, that bathroom, uh, sweets to the sweet written on the wall and shit. Mm. you know that in big letters you know much shit that would have taken
2: <laughs> and like
1: it's written out pretty well it's like somebody there's took no some breaks time. there's no breaks in it those are solid letters who who's taking the time to write that like with you have that much artistic ability and you're writing things out and shit on the wall literal yeah. shit
2: <laughs> And that's what they were big letters, sweet to sweet. That is four words. Mm-hmm. That's probably like what, like 20 letters at least? Just, it's too much to just, the consistency of the poop was consistent throughout the entire thing. It's really a work of fart, if I say so. Oh, a fart. I like that. <laughs> that's why I opened for you sometimes.
0: And I, I love that joke. <laughs>
1: Which is a museum and somewhere. Uh,
2: uh, uh, Paris, Indiana, I believe.
1: Paris, yes, and right next to Versailles. <laughs> uh, Helen and, and Bernadette there. The, they get the the slides back, and she's looking through the the pictures, and she's she sees Candyman and, and one of those pictures. He's
2: there. He's just there. He's just photobombing her slides her her trip mm-hmm. to, her trip to Vegas that she's trying to show people. <laughs> She's like well, you want to watch that? I feel like that sh- Helen would be the conversation. Kind of like you want to come over and watch my slideshow? Be like, no. Come on, it'll be fine. Oh, is it just creepy graffiti for twenty five minutes? I think I'll pass. That yeah, no, I'm good. I don't even want to look at my own photos. <laughs> Mind if I smoke the entire time?
1: <laughs> but it, what's the first uh, appearance of Candyman? Is it in the in the parking garage?
2: It's in the parking garage. He's just hanging out there in a heavy ass coat. In uh, it seems seasonally appropriate, at least. Uh, bundled up forever, uh, but he's like, "Be my victim, Helen. Let go. Be my victim." And that's actually what Tony Todd signed on my action figure was okay. Gavin. Be my victim, and then I was like, "Oh, oh, oh, yes, uh, sir.
0: Oh, Mister Todd. <laughs> oh, Mister Man." <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's like he, the way he speaks is so poetic, and it's al- almost like. It, I would have to pay attention to what he's saying because just the way he speaks and the words he uses, it's almost too much for me to understand. Do you know?
2: Yeah, Clyde Barker has a bad habit of doing that sometimes. Where he makes his characters almost too Shakespearean, mm-hmm. where they're just—it's very Edgar Allan Poe, very Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Like this is this, and said like this, in this uh, particular way of talking. You're like, well, what? I gotta turn my subtitles on now because I can't understand how what this guy is saying is. I'm, it's, it sounds really smoky and sexual, and I'm and I'm into it. But what mm-hmm. is he saying actually? I don't know what you're saying, but I'm wet. Let's do this. <laughs>
1: Uh, where them bees at daddy I love the the be my victim because <clears throat> producer wife was watching this with me and I I I just wish we could get like a, a parody and instead of Candyman it's Ralph from the Simpsons and it's Lisa's <laughs> Helen and he's like I chew chew
2: choose you <laughs> and she's like let's be
0: my victim <laughs> Be my victim, Lisa.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah, we get him in the in the parking garage. I think it's one of the great reveals of. Uh, I don't even know. He's definitely a villain, but man, it's it's hard not to feel like I feel he's almost justified in doing what he's doing.
2: Yeah, if, if somebody cuts my hand off and covers me in bees and I die by bees, like Macaulay Culkin and My Girl, mm-hmm. I'm coming back to take some revenge.
1: Also, the bee guy I read uh in this movie
0: he did use the bees for my girl. That was one of the movies. Are you serious? Yeah,
2: that's true. oh my god that's I mean I guess that makes sense because there's not I a don't lot of know how many that- bee guys. Are- <laughs> We need the best B guy in the business. He did a. He does all the big B movies. He did Candyman. Yeah. He did My Girl. He did B movies starring Jerry Seinfeld. The bees were digital, but we said, "Hey, get in here. We need you to consult. Which kind of B
0: would Jerry Seinfeld be? You ever seen the Jackass movies? That's him. <laughs> <laughs> whenever they put all those bees on steve-o's testicles that was him he's like get me the guy from candy man well and this
1: is kind of a well-known thing but i'll go ahead and mention it if you if you're unaware uh tony todd negotiated in his contract he'd get a thousand dollars for every bee sting so
2: that totaled uh, to 23 bee stings that's a, that's a good haul 23k to have some bee stings I hate bees I I am an adult man but time I mow my lawn and there's like a bumblebee just bumbling about doing its own thing trying to pollinate some flowers you know flower mm-hmm. boning or whatever oh yeah I just and I don't they don't want they, they don't want to bother me but every time I hear like I'm like oh I become a child. I'm like no, it'll get me. And Stephanie's always like Gavin. They're they're fine. They they, they don't care. I'm like no, they do. Uh, bees, I'm okay with. Wasps can suck my dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, they serve no purpose for anybody and should be eradicated.
1: Well, it's uh, f- you know there was a wasp in this movie and it was uh, Helen. She's a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. <laughs> Probably every white person is a wasp in this movie, but uh, also I, she Helen uh, was allergic to bees, so that's dumb. great. Is you got to get open mouth kissed by a guy
2: with the mouthful of bees, and yeah, also Virginia, hope you don't die. Virginia Madsen had to get tested a bunch because they they said, "Are you are you really allergic?" She's like, "Yes, I'm allergic." They're like, but are you sure you're allergic
0: to these bees? And she's
2: like, "Yes, I'm." Yeah. This is a blanket statement for all bees. So they had to be very careful. They only used bees that were like twenty four hours old baby who didn't bees. have yeah, who didn't have their adult stingers yet. So like, I'm just a baby bee. I can't hurt nobody. Put me in your mouth. Hot, barely
0: legal bees. <laughs> stingers aren't fully formed yet. Oh my god! Yeah, you want a free T-shirt? Show us your stingers, ladies. <laughs> oh, you yeah, normally don't do this. <laughs>
1: I don't know how they're all women, even though I think there's
0: just <laughs> a queen bee. <laughs> it's just a bunch of drones. Like, you want to see the stinger? I guess you want to see, see it? the hog. <laughs> thousand dollars a pop just like Tony Todd <laughs> the stingers were were underdeveloped but their hogs
2: were ready to go
1: <laughs> but uh I yeah we' I don't know what other what other moments struck out, uh, stuck <laughs> what, out?
2: What, what else is this movie about yeah. uh, well after that after she gets hypnotized in the garage she gets uh she wakes up with a meat cleaver and oh. a dog that's beheaded. And I forgot all about it. And that's when Candyman becomes not so fun anymore. Not that it was a fun, good time romp Mm -hmm. up to that. But you're like, oh, no. Helen is going to be blamed for killing this dog. Uh, The baby disappears. Anne-Marie attacks her. And I forgot. It gets pretty gory because she just, like, cleaves Anne-Marie's arm. Mm -hmm. And then she gets arrested. They want to get her on first-degree murder charges. And then things just kind of get even worse from there because she gets released on Bond. Uh, Bernadette comes to visit, but Candyman is there, and Candyman, like, kills her friend, Mm -hmm. which she also gets blamed for. So that's what scares me the most. It's something that I... It it most likely will never happen. I can't see my scenario. I I keep myself very on the straight and narrow. I don't do anything ever. But I'm so afraid of, like, being framed for a murder. Mm -hmm. It's like an irrational fear. Like, I don't want to be... I always have an alibi everywhere I go like if anybody asks I was here. If there's a bank robbery across town, I was here the whole time.
1: Yeah, you are really good about pinging your cell phone on at least 3 towers wherever you are <laughs> so people know. You don't end, on, end up on cereal.
2: Yeah. And then there's there there's the Aisha tapes. Uh, <laughs> where was the Best Buy payphone? Uh yeah, I don't want to end up on cereal. I don't end up missing, I don't end up murdered, but that's a fear like and especially I don't want to get framed by a super ma- I don't want to get framed by a supernatural candy man mm-hmm. doing these murders. Because if somebody else does it, I can at least do like Harrison Ford in the Fugitive and be like, it was the one arm man and then find him. Mm-hmm. But if it's like the candy man did it, the one handed man did it, they're like yeah. there's that that's not a thing.
1: And I'm trying to think of other movies that were that it's not even a I don't know if it's a trope, but it's like getting framed for stuff. Hitchcock is very good about that with mistaken identity or whatever. But it's um,
2: there was the true story of um, this guy named Roger, uh, uh-huh. last name Rabbit, who oh, was uh, <laughs> who got framed for some crimes in Toontown. Mm-hmm. But it turns out it was just Christopher Lloyd doing it. So
0: please help me.
2: <laughs> we should do that next week because that uh, uh, Christopher
1: Lloyd's eyeballs in that movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. <laughs>
2: Do you really want to do Who Framed Roger
0: Rabbit? Nah, kinda. Okay. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't I'll... know if we
1: could justify it. I think RoboCop was a stretch, if, if you're asking <laughs> me. But uh, there's
2: so much body horror in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. When they dip that shoe in the ink,
1: when they hit, ran him over with that steamroller. That's pure <laughs>
2: body horror, baby. <laughs> Being handcuffed Man, what you... to what's his face. <laughs> and he had to inflate himself again? Oh my god. <laughs> Physics don't work like that. I blew myself. <laughs> um yeah, we've we've got the
1: the dog is decapitated. What a th- that's a thick ass dog neck
0: that he had to <laughs> what cut
2: a weird Of all the references and things we said, I'm
0: <laughs> that dog
2: neck thick. That had to be like
0: three chops. You know he had he he lifted for sure. He worked out <laughs> There's a little dog bench press, like oh should that dog be lifted. You can't hang with the big dog. Stay on the porch. <laughs> oh oh oh. Uh, but That's yeah, one of
2: DMX's dogs. Arr,
1: arr. Uh, but yeah, she Bernadette gets killed, and now she's really in for it. Now there now it's not an accident. This she's a killer, and she gets yeah. put into the hospital. Gets uh, th- Thorazine, which is also the same drug they were going to give Michael Myers in Halloween. Fun Mm -hmm. fact. Um, And then turns out she's been in the hospital for a month, and he's just floating above her bed trying to get one exquisite kiss.
2: One kiss, yes. Let go, Helen. Let go. Mm -hmm. Why are you hanging on so tightly? Mm -hmm. Just, yeah, he's just, I mean, if you wake up after 30 days in a mental hospital and there's just a very sexual man Mm -hmm. over your bed, be like, Come get some. Okay.
1: Yeah, let me get that tall drink of water with his ribs hanging out and
2: <laughs> them bees everywhere. Um, uh, I I do like that. Uh, yes, so I, I like the fun fact about Michael Myers. Like, we won't give Michael Myers the Thorazine, but we will give this white lady. <laughs>
1: You know, My- Michael Myers, he, they would have given it to him had he not escaped. He, someone was giving him driving lessons.
2: <laughs> They're like, well, "Listen, we'll give you. You get your Thorazine after we teach you the parallel park." <laughs>
1: uh, but it, when it turns out she's in the, the hospital for a month, and then we get the 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 kill with the doctor.
2: That's the one that bothers me. I don't like that one at all. That is not a fun one, because she's like, "I can show you." he's like, hmm, what about? And she's like, Candyman, 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 Candyman. And then um, he, he shows up, and he's like, okay, nothing happened. And then Candyman's like, hook time. And that's like, did he get it in the, in the butt? Are we to believe that he got hooked in the bum and then just ripped up from the butt? From gut to
0: gullet or whatever he says.
2: Groin to gullet. Mm-hmm.
0: And the butt is the groin of the back. What what in the butt? Did you, say? <laughs> did you say the gut is the butt of the back? Yeah, I said the I, I
2: said the butt is the groin of the back. <laughs> I
0: yeah, I mean I can't really. F- find somebody as somebody
2: who took sixth grade health <laughs> classes, I know a thing or two about front butts and back <laughs> groins. Yeah, uh,
0: give me that back butt. No, not the front butt, the back butt. Give me that gimme
1: that
2: front butt.
1: Damn, girl, look at that groin of the back. <laughs> she got a groin of the back on her. Look at that.
2: You know what? If Candyman said Helen, give me the groin of the back. She'd be like, What the fuck is that? <laughs>
1: Man, she got back groin for
2: days. Look at that. Mm, Helen, be my victim and come back that front butt up on these ass cheeks. Like, what are we, what? Are we we butt to button now? Be my gooch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should have had him sign my figure with that. Be like, this is going to sound really weird. It's an inside yeah. joke between me and one other person. Yeah. Be my... Article. However no, many
1: listeners that are made it to this point in this bullshit, <laughs> I'm so
2: sorry. They're like, I hope they do a really good social commentary and breakdown of the oppression of black people and the poor people of Chicago in the project. And we're like, <laughs> front <butts. laughs>
1: but. But uh, Helen escapes and she uh, cracks the skull of a, a nurse, I guess and. <laughs> Does the old switcheroo?
2: Listen, I'm just saying, if that nurse is in the NBA, she's getting called for the flop. Like, Mm -hmm. Helen did not push her that hard. She flopped, like, a fourth quarter LeBron. She's like, she's trying to draw that foul. I see what she's doing.
1: You know, sometimes you gotta draw the foul, it turns out, but uh, she... She got her uh, her stormtrooper outfit uh, taken off, and Helen puts it on. I love any <laughs> trope where they're like knock out the guards, and now they're wearing the same uniform. <laughs> what are like a Three Stooges way to get out of the hospital? Boop, 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 boop. Hey, Mo. Uh, but yeah, she, and then she makes it all the way back to the apartment, and who's there, Gavin?
2: Th- fucking Trevor. With the side piece. And his side piece that has already moved in. He's like, well, everything's worked itself out. My Mm -hmm. wife's in the (laughs) Santa And now I get to, I'm going to make that a thing. I'm really trying to get that to catch on. Uh, (laughs) Then you can make a song about it. (laughs) It's not going well.
1: (laughs) He's even doing
0: like little pet names with this lady after a
2: month. Yeah. But I, but listen. We know it's been more than a month, yeah. Because Helen has been charged with dog decapitating mm-hmm. and baby stealing, and he calls her at th- he calls she calls him at three a.m. and because she must be lonely, uh, she calls mm-hmm. at three a.m. and he does not answer. And she's like, "Well, where were you?" He's like, "Oh, I, I was sound asleep. You were with that whore. You that were with sh- your whore, Tony. That harlot.
0: That you were with your was you with your horse. You you're to a goddamn strip
1: club. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so now uh Helen go really goes off to deep where she runs out of the apartment where she go after that, I don't remember.
2: Um after that that's when she oh god, what happens? Oh, this one really gets kind of, uh, she ends up finding the baby though. She does do that. Somebody else gets killed as and, well. Uh, but she the. she's
1: in the like the the den. Helen goes to Cabrini Green where uh, Candyman is isolated. Her and the baby. You get mm-hmm. occasional shots of this baby, and it's been over a month. Like, can you imagine just Candyman feeding a baby, and yeah. keeping this thing alive? Maybe like, maybe
0: maybe he does a good job. Maybe he's a good dad. Do you think? You think Candyman is yeah, you know, a good
2: dad? I think Candyman's a good dad.
0: Son, I think he is be my son. <laughs> be my son. Be my It's a little
2: derivative, dad, but whatever, I guess. But uh, yeah, he's just fe- he's just feeding it and then um uh, yeah, you've got uh yeah, so she goes to his lair and then uh k like your suffering is going to ensue uh to so that Auntie be can ex- be
0: exquisite."
2: Yeah, that's a very Clive Barker line. That's like that could yeah, be pinhead. Yeah, your pain will be exquisite. Mm. Maybe he says it in one of the other movies, Brit, and when we watch the rest of them, uh, you'll be able to. <laughs> hold on, let me get
1: this gun over here real quick. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> Brought to you by the NRA. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we've got uh, so you show them to the lair, and that's when you like see the bee chest. And this is when they kind of start fighting because she's trying to get away. She grabs the baby. She goes into the pyre. She wants to basically Candyman wants to burn everybody and become like this nice big ghost family to keep the legend going. Thankfully, Helen manages to like stab Candyman with some flaming torches and actually gets the baby out. So Candyman Mm re-dies and Helen also gets super burned. And the prosthetics in this are, they are not the thing or RoboCop level. It's just kind of like, oh, they, they, they put a bald cap on this lady that looks like uh, baloney.
1: I don't think it was bad. I, I was like, I got to get me some baloney. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> It's my. It has a first name. It's C-A-N-D-Y-M-A-N.
2: <laughs> Candyman. <laughs> Candyman. Uh, but you've got the, that whole scene, and then uh, the baby does get rescued, so that is a very happy ending. Mm-hmm. And just like Candyman said, with Helen being set on fire and saving the baby, nobody comes to her funeral except all of Cabrini Green does, because they realize she actually did defeat the Candyman like she said she was going to. And now they're free, and then you see that you have that great shot at the end where, uh, oh, they put the hook in the grave. They 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 drop the hook in, which weird. Uh, I mean, I get it, but you Hey, have remember pre- that guy that killed you? Here you go. Here you Here's go. A little we, me- memento. <laughs> I just, uh, I just think about like the grave digger or the priest or the undertaker there that like they just- they tried to drop a hook. Is that a hook? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a hook? In the- <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I don't want to judge anybody. So if that's what if that's going to help her cross over, good, good for them. Mm-hmm. And then you have that scene at the end where you've got the really big um, mural of Helen on fire. Looks really great. And then uh, you've got bitch-ass Trevor crying in the bathroom saying Helen's name five times. And then Helen shows up. All burnt and she's the new candy lady? Kind of. That that, how do you feel about that ending? Because
1: that you could have just ended with the funeral thing and it would have been fine.
2: Yeah. Well, this also is the exact same ending as Pet Cemetery. Okay. Uh if you remember Pet Cemetery where his wife gets killed by Gage and then he buries his wife in the Pet Cemetery, Mm -hmm. and then the end is just her coming back to life and being like, darling. Then it ends. So having the the ghost wife show back up, it's a very common thing in horror. So it, it it reminded me a lot of Pet Cemetery. I thought it was a fine ending. I'm glad that Trevor got his. Oh yeah, because he just he sucked, and he deserved to get hooked by his uh by by his now ghost wife. And Trevor's
1: girlfriend is in there, just giving him shit because she wants help with dinner, and you know the guy's ex wife just died. And yeah, she, they weren't together, but let the man grieve a little bit. But this this lady's just angry the whole time. And there's that scene where she comes back and, and starts cutting up the meat or something. Did you catch uh, the glimpse of no bra, but she apparently was just standing in front of the freezer? Cause there's, <laughs> like a, there's no reason for this to be in the movie, but it's just like. They're just nipples through the shirt, Gavin.
2: Just nothing but nothing but nips, as we say here. It was
1: enough for me to put it in the notes. I was
2: like, <laughs> "That's a lot." That's like I like. It's a very somber time in the movie too, where it's like we're we're coming to the end. We're about to land this plane. Everything's going great. Oh my god. What, it's like when Tatum gets killed in Scream, where you're like, "Hello, <laughs> yeah, like, why
0: does why are nipples have to be out like that? <laughs> what? Who's cutting glass?" <laughs>
2: I remember that because I watched um, I watched a YouTube video about it, and they had like a clip of that, and they had to blur the nips because they were yeah. like so prominent. They're like, we can't, yeah, we can't yeah, show yeah. these. Nips. This is a fam- This is a family horror movie. This is a family. Listen, uh, groin to gullet, that's fine. <laughs> Anything above the hips with the nips cannot mm-hmm. show.
1: One of the executives, uh, he he's like, I like the movie, but we need more titty
0: nipples. The Listen, more titty we- nipples they.
2: They need something to really jerk off to, it. watching Helen get undressed in the police station really isn't that sexy. <laughs> no, nope. this is more. This is more like when you try to jerk off to First Blood, with just alone is just trying to find t- work in town. You I can't haven't do. seen that movie, but uh, yeah. that'll
1: be on the list tonight.
2: You haven't seen <laughs> for 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 cranking one out. Yes.
1: <laughs> if, if I just we, can, we just clarify: it is for cranking, <laughs> up.
2: not not for the commentary or the s- film. social purposes yeah. the, the the film is just for give me that Stallone being hosed off by some crooked cops.
1: I
0: got a glass of and I'm enjoying <laughs> a film,
2: a <laughs> film first <versus> blood. Yes, <laughs> um, but I I like this movie. Yeah. The ending is fine. I like the way that they carry the legend on. And that kind of comes into play in, uh, especially Candyman 2021, how there have been several Candymen throughout history, mm-hmm. uh, each one with their own kind of unique story. And it made me appreciate that one a lot more watching this. This is a very good movie. It's kind of a bummer. It's very humorless. We're, we're doing our best to make it silly for you. But it's a very heavy movie and deals with a lot of heavy themes, racism, uh, being framed for murders—it's—it's it's very heavy. Classism, classism, uh, poor people ism, uh, poor people ism. <laughs> It—it's kind of a hard watch. It's not—it's not fun. If you're thinking like, let's let's run a fun slash, you're like, I heard Candyman's fun. It's not.
1: Yeah, this isn't like a put on at a party. It's no Killer Clowns from Outer Space, you know.
2: Yeah, and that's how we kind of judge movies now. Is could you put on at a party? The mm-hmm. answer is. No, nobody wants to have Candyman on in the background. Yeah,
1: it's it's but it's it's you know, it's a little I th- would say more than horror. But uh, y- yeah, we get the, 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 the she's the new Candyman. And it's I, what as you were speaking, it made me think of, you know, we all remember the ending of Carrie when that hook came out at the end of the grave. <laughs> at the You know, so you need that yes. uh, that final jump scare at the end. Got to have it. Um and I did think of uh one movie where everything's pinned on somebody and it's actually somebody else and that's Child's Play.
2: Oh, yeah, well Andy did it though. It was Chucky. <laughs> Andy did it. No we didn't. And- Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, and yeah, Chucky, that's a good one where it's just like nobody believes you. Um mm-hmm. uh, and that also takes place where Chicago. Chicago, Sweet Illinois. Home. I'm wearing uh, right now, actually, I'm wearing my Bullet Club Chicago shirt. So. Oh, damn! Look at so, that. so yeah, I did. I did dress up for this podcast. I appreciate that. Yeah, shy town, Chicago, go Cubs.
1: Um, let me see. There was an actual Candyman killer. Uh, through sh- uh, Chicago-based legend of Candyman is a work of fiction, uh, but there was an actual c- Candyman killer. Uh, between 1970 and 73, Dean Coral kidnapped, tortured, and murdered at least 28 young boys in Houston. And they called mm. him the Candyman Killer because his family owned a candy factory. Uh-huh. So that son of Willy Wonka, apparently, over here. <laughs> he touched my chocolate river. He must <laughs> die.
0: You get nothing. Good day, yeah. sir. Sweets to the sweets. No more.
1: <laughs> like. Yeah. 28 boys really did die in real life. And I'm like, oh, my chocolate river.
2: <laughs> <laughs> let the record show that you're the one saying it. I'm just like, man, this is, this is I mean, that's pretty sad, man. That's, let, that's
1: pretty sad. Let the record show that I mean it 100%. <laughs>
2: Oh, my God. You're uh, a monster. You're a monster.
1: Any other thoughts on Candyman before we jump to our uh, regularly scheduled
2: uh, segments? Breach Bo- <laughs> a bullshit. Of bullshit. Mm-hmm. I, I like it a lot. It is a much deeper movie than it has any right to be. They could have mm-hmm. either easily gone the way the sequels do with kind of a hokey slasher. But there is a lot left to say. And I think because you have <clears throat> the basis of Clive Barker, who love him or hate him, he does have a lot of unique ideas. Mm-hmm. And he, he created... A incredible figure in folklore. Like, people still talk about Candyman. People still, even even if they've never seen the movie, they know the story. Or at least some sort of, say, this person in the mirror five times, and they will come and get you. So, this movie really helped perpetuate that. And we, we, you got to credit Clive Barker, who is one of the absolute masters of horror, and just taking his story and then kind of adding... The layer of classism and all of that really elevated it to the next level. Well,
1: I th- yeah, I think you also got to give credit to Bernard Rose who made it Chicago, made it uh, you know race race thing, and yeah, I th- I think is and it's also now there are people that won't say Candyman mm-hmm. and the, like the the urban legend from the movie has now become
2: urban legend in real life. Uh, earlier, when I said Candyman, I said it like four times in a row. I'm like, I'm not going to risk it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to risk it. I know it's a movie. I know I probably won't get hurt, but it's like, I don't know if we talked about it on this. I definitely talked about it with uh, Sean on Small, t- Tatable Goals. I did an interview with him. He's, mm-hmm. he's a great dude. You you did it as well. Yep. Uh, but, but we talked about uh, Ouija boards and mm-hmm. how it's like, nope, not doing a Ouija board. Uh, and then he pointed out very funny, like, You know Hasbro makes that, right? And if it really was a portal to hell, you'd think that maybe they wouldn't, like, make it alongside Monopoly.
1: Well, you know, that's the only way I can talk to my brother now, so (laughs) I have to buy the Hadbro version. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for bringing him up.
2: God damn it. What's a that episode
1: of this podcast without me making you feel bad about something you can't control? Maybe
2: if you say your brother's five names five times in the mirror, he'll come see you with a hook <laughs>
1: um if you like this movie, uh what should people watch?
2: I would recommend uh, any other Clive Barker's other works, uh, the first two Hellraisers are solid. They are fun movies, are they? <laughs> I like them. Okay. I like it. Some Go people on. just some people like you are just too sexually close minded. No, I'm very, very open. Very. Um, Also, if you like Clive Barker, Nightbreed is a a weird one that isn't as good as Candyman or Hellraiser, but it's still fun. Mm -hmm. And then I would recommend uh, Candyman 2021. It's a great movie. Even if you haven't seen this one, you know enough to get into it.
1: Yeah, I, that's the, my top of the list is Candyman 2021. I would also say Candyman Farewell to the Flesh. That's the second one, I believe. Yes. Uh, Get Out, Tales from the Hood, which is a new addition to my horror movie uh, encyclopedia, uh, whatever. Mm. Somebody told me to watch it. I think we should cover that on a future episode because I Absolutely. just think I've, it's a great I've movie. I've never seen it. It's Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and also uh, Horror Noir, A History of Black Horror, which I believe is on Shudder. Okay. It's a that's a whole documentary on uh, black horror, so it features mm, very pass. heavily Tony Todd. <laughs> Shut no. up, Tony Todd and uh, Rachel True, who I thought Bernadette was for most of the movie, but it's not her. <laughs> um, and then now that I read that from the director, something fr- uh, from Dracula, and I've not seen Blackula because I think that's the uh, the obvious choice. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I've never seen it, but maybe it is. But uh, and also, I I made a, like. Are there any other horror movies that were like the villain is is a black person? Mm. There's Tales I from don't... the Hood. There's one at one in there. Uh, there's the movie Ma
0: with Octavia
1: um, Spencer. There's uh, Bones. That's what I wrote. I've never seen it, but I know Snoop Dogg was in it because I gave it to Google. But uh, can we get some more? Uh, black people being bad in movie- I don't know. That's probably not the <laughs> right phrasing.
2: I was uh, I was referring to the TV show bones actually with David Boreanaz I don't oh, know what you're talking yeah, about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. But yeah, we need more we need more negative black representation in horror <laughs> movies as the killer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's what. It's-
2: well that the
1: director took this uh, the script I think to the NAACP and they were like what what's wrong with it? This is all fun. Why wouldn't it why could it be a black guy? You know, that's what they, I'm paraphrasing, but they were like, they had no problems with it, but also they were critics and, and other filmmakers that had a problem with this
2: movie. Yeah. Uh, the NAACP actually said, I hear you're looking for Candyman, bitch.
1: <laughs> that's, I was at uh, family video a long time ago and I was in the C section <laughs> and uh, the guy behind the counter said, I heard you're looking for Candyman, bitch.
0: <laughs> I started laughing because I knew exactly where this
2: dumb fucking <laughs> joke was going I, I was know. like, ah, oh, god damn it I know, uh, I'm sorry He boomed us, he boomed us <laughs> he, boomed, he boomed me, and he boomed you You loyal listener uh, What is your favorite kill from this Actually, what is your oh shit moment in this uh, movie?
1: My oh shit is when Candyman opens his chest
2: mm, My oh shit moment is when Helen wakes up and there's a dead dog head that, i that
1: that if i had another one it'd be that thick ass dog neck <laughs> god damn it
0: stuff it's very subconscious about the neck weight <laughs> no and that's a good neck it's just a shame that it had to be severed <laughs> and then got. What, what is your
2: favorite kill
0: uh the dog no uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. uh my favorite kill is the doctor and the uh, because i think he he went up through the 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 gooch of the butt,
2: <laughs> the back groin,
1: <laughs> the groin of the butt. Because there's not a lot a lot of kills in this movie, but there's the... not.
2: It's, it's a fairly killless movie. But yeah, I also would go with um I'd go with the the doctor as well because he mm-hmm. just really he's he didn't even do anything to anybody. He was just being a doctor, and he's like, what? And he got <laughs> got the worst. Yeah. So is is that it? I'm fucking done if you're done. Okay. Well, let's no.
1: close it out, uh, like we always do here uh, oh. on uh go ahead. What are we gonna
2: watch what are we gonna watch next oh, week? I
1: forgot. Uh next week uh this is a listener request and I apologize because a lot uh, of
2: a lot of listener requests have said this.
1: I don't know who said it. Sounds like you said a lot, but we're gonna watch the descent. Yeah, we're gonna watch some women go into a cave. I've uh I'll save it for the for next week, but that's what we're watching next week is the descent.
2: Yeah, so go ahead and watch The Descent between now and then, and then we're going to talk about it. I do, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to say anything. We'll yes. save it for the air. Uh, and as
1: always here on They're Coming to Get You, I heard you were looking for Candyman, bitch.
0: Barbara! They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you,